This week, Insteon rises from the dead, Microsoft reveals the future, and Meta is investigating an executive. It is Monday, June 13th, 2022, and this is episode 624 of F5 Live, refreshing technology, a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, through a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, TuneIn, or a myriad of other options, through our live stream platforms, livestream.com, Twitch, or YouTube, where you can join the community and get ad-free versions of F5 Live and Pilchpoint, or on our website, plugitslive.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. There are two ways that you can do that. The first is, uh, normally on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can go to f5live.tv slash join us. There you can chat with us in the studio and give us your feedback on the topics as we talk about them. If you're not able to join us live, that's okay. Plunkitslive.com slash subscribe. There you'll see all of our shows, including F5 Live, Pilch Point, Plunkits Live Presents, and a whole lot more. And of course, you'll find all the ways to watch, listen, and follow along. Okay. Um, for those of you who are watching live, you're probably noticing that we're on a different night. I apologize for that. Um, many people know that I have a personal connection to uh, to Pulse. Yesterday was the anniversary, and I didn't. I'll just. I, I didn't feel like doing a show yesterday, so <laughs> so here we are. Um, we will probably be doing this again next week, as Sunday is Father's Day. <laughs> Um, we will probably move the show once again to Monday, uh, so as not to distract us or any of you from spending time with your fathers. But with that, Abram, we're back. (laughs) How are you tonight? Yes. All right. I mean, I'm trying to figure out how I can subtly hint to people who might buy me a father's day present to get me some keycaps. Uh, if you really, you know, I, I I could actually do a whole segment on this. If you really want to get something cool for your geeky, uh, for your geeky uh, father, you can get that. You can if they have a keyboard, you could always get them keycaps. That you know they can try that, or you can get them, or you can get them filament. You know, everybody loves filament, although you need a three D printer for that. But you know. Everybody. And a filament-based 3D printer at that. Yes, of course. Yes, I have a new. I actually have a new 3D printer behind me. Uh, astute viewers will notice that I now have two 3D printers behind me when I normally just have one. Um, so I got a new one in uh, in the mail. This is uh, this the one on the more the one that's directly behind me. I guess is the. Uh, Nept- Elegoo Neptune 3, and the one next to it is the old Elegoo Neptune 2. Ah. Uh, the 3 has is coming out shortly. It is actually is not officially out yet, but we published our review of it uh, the other day. And uh, it it does a good, it does a pretty good job. Uh, pretty sharp, sharp prints. Here's like a really detailed mini little tiny print that it did. Nice. Um, it's like a test print 
so that you, you don't have to waste a lot of time testing it's like 20 minute print mm. um but uh anyway so uh useful it's got a it does auto leveling which is really important so you don't That's have nice. to manually level the bed it has does 16 point auto leveling so it tests 16 different points at the on the bed to make sure that's the right height and it can it gets hot enough to uh to use all kinds of filaments including tpu which is like rubberized stuff or whatever um and uh it's coming out soon for 209 dollars so uh so a good a good deal uh the only uh, beef that I have with both of these printers that I just recently found out is that they don't support, there are ways around it, but they don't support a certain printer command out of the box that allows you to pause the print to mm. set a pause in your print so you can change filament. Cause that's mm. a, that's something a lot of people want to do and should do, which is let's say you have a, uh, well, we, we at Tom's hardware are making like Tom's hardware logos that are red and black. So you could have it print like the background in red or black and then have it stop at the level where the letters are supposed to start. And then you switch the filament and, and it becomes, you know, the other color. Gotcha. Uh, but it, this doesn't support telling it to pause at a particular layer. So, uh, while other printers do, so that's kind of annoying, but anyway, there's supposedly some workarounds for that. I'm going to figure out, but anyway, Still, so still a pretty good printer for 209 bucks. Yeah, it is. It is good. We really like it. We gave it four stars. It is one of our, our favorites because of the auto leveling, just great print quality overall yeah. and a uh, nice, colorful touchscreen. Uh, so, you know, it's been a busy time setting up new printer. Took my kids to Maker Faire on, on Saturday, which was fun. I saw that. Uh, yeah. Uh, they don't have a lot of those or, running right now i think there's uh but there was one here on long island that i went to and it was a lot of fun uh there were some of the kids from myth makers junior were there and there was uh you know somebody had a ghostbuster car uh and all kinds of science projects that you could see and crafts for kids to make and so it was uh it was very cool I would definitely recommend going to such a fair and we'll go to one again. So, uh, and you can take very young kids and they can enjoy it. Uh, my, yeah. even my three-year-old, uh, pretty much had a good time. Well, that's good. Yeah. They can be a ton of fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next one that we do. Uh, the next time we do Gulf coast maker con, uh, cause they're, yeah. they're so much fun to do. They're so much fun to go to. So yes, definitely. If you're, I guess if you're a fan of this show, you're most likely the target demo for <laughs> for that kind of event. So definitely go check it out. Um, they are, they really are a ton of fun. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to get to tonight, uh, and we're a little later than we usually are, so we're gonna get right down to it with the news. This week's Nifty Gifties on F5 Live is probably powered by the Microsoft Store. Whether you're looking for a new laptop, a tablet, tablet, desperately seeking an Xbox, 
uh, new games, or a whole lot more, you can get them at the Microsoft Store. And remember that current students, faculty, parents, and active military can save up to 10% on almost everything. To browse the products and to learn about the discount, go to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, Insteon, a company that has been in the connected home game for a very long time. Um, I've got some products out in Mission Control right now um, from, from a programming session that we did years ago. Um, a couple weeks ago, they, boom, vanished with no trace, no mention. Um, the service status page said everything was fine, but devices stopped working, and particularly the cloud-based devices, um, you know, smart features, things like that, just all of a sudden stopped working. About a day later, uh, the company finally admitted that, yes, they had run out of money and decided to shut down without letting anybody know, which is a really, really crappy thing to do, especially for a service that your home depends on. Um, so they said that they had hoped to find a buyer. They had been working with a buyer um, that fell apart at the last minute, which is why they ended up closing without telling anybody. Not a good excuse, but it is what it is. Um, then this week, something interesting happened. The devices started working again. Again, with no communication from the company. Just all of a sudden, uh, hub features, those cloud features, schedules, all of those things started working again. Um, people didn't receive any emails or anything. Their devices just started working. The app started working again. Um, and when people tried to get information, once again, they didn't hear anything. But this time, it's for a good reason. Here's what happened. A small group of dedicated Insteon users bought the company. Uh, they went and bought the company. They received it in phases. Um, essentially, as, as the company was able to release bits to them, they did. And the first thing that they asked for was access to the servers. They wanted to get the actual system back up and running before they got access to the email system, the, the customer database, any of that stuff. The first thing they asked for was the servers because they wanted customers' devices to be back up and running as soon as possible. And then they got access to the customer list and the email server, which is when they then... Um, uh, sent out an email and published a blog post. Uh, they received control over the domain last. Uh, so they put up a blog post from the new CEO of the company, Ken Fairbanks, who was, um, I believe, an engineer for the company from like 2007 to 2011-ish. Um, in the blog post, you know, he said, small group of, of dedicated users. We've bought the company. We waited to let everybody know because we didn't have access to things. So uh, as of right now, we have no further information than that, which in and of itself is a little concerning because Insteon shut down because they've ran out of money. So is this new group going to face the same trouble? Mayhaps. Um, it depends on whether it was 
incompetence or greed or laziness that drew, drove the previous owners into trouble, or if it was simply that this particular business is uh, unsustainable. I suppose we'll find out pretty soon um, if they were that close to, uh, to having the lights turned off. The new owners will find out soon if it was a bad investment, but I can't imagine that it was. Or they wouldn't have done it, right? It, uh, I don't know about that. That's um, true. We, uh, not to change the subject too much, but a certain uh, world's wealthiest man uh, wanted to buy a certain social media network, uh, not not because it would make good business sense. True. And uh, just because he wanted he wanted it mm-hmm. for whatever reasons you know that he wanted to be able to say things on it or get his friends or people that he agreed with to say things on it uh and now you know the same world's wealthiest man seems to want to get out of that deal because it's turning out to be worse and worse business every day yeah so uh so I don't think we should assume that people will always buy companies for re- rational. Fair enough. For rational reasons, they're, they're not, you know, business people are not Vulcans. They don't may always make logical decisions. They make emotional decisions. We also sure. see this happen in the stock stock market every day when things go up and down for, you know, emotional reasons. So, true. You know that's. That's I don't know if this is a if this is a business that can be sustained um, at all. Uh, it could just be that people really like the business. Well, well, True. good for them. I mean, under the reality is, is under the owners before the group that just had it under the original owners, they sustained for a very long time, and then. It seemed like it was almost like a hostile takeover that this group took over and then ran it into the ground. So it's possible that the business is viable and that the last people were just in it for a different reason. That they weren't in it because they wanted to be in it. They were in it because they saw something else in it. I don't know. Yeah. That's always possible. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. So uh, people don't see the potential in a business. But usually when it's been run into the ground, it's hard to... uh, Dig to it get out. it, to dig it out. So, I mean, I guess, I guess the question is, uh, I guess the question is, are, are you know, are they hopefully going to make it so that you don't need any of their servers? You right? Know, how- is is it possible that they bought the assets so that they could get the software to open source it and then move on? Or you know, there's all kinds of possibilities as to why That's they purchased a lot of- the company. That's a lot of that's a lot of money to pay to keep your smart home working. I mean, you could just buy a different smart home equipment rather than buying True. a company. True. We don't know how much they purchase it for. Um, in fairness, I didn't. Whatever it is, it's more money. Whatever it is, I promise you, it's more money than going to Best Buy and buying a few smart home <laughs> things. Okay? Yeah, and in fairness, they could just uh, get a bunch of the Energizer. Uh, Energizer Connect stuff, which is unbelievably inexpensive and made by a company that is trustworthy. <laughs> so. Right, right. There's, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, 
lot of opportunities. So, I mean, good, good for them, I guess. Good for even better for, for people who didn't have to invest money in the company right. and now get their product to work. Right. Yeah. It's my my guess is, um, as I said, the new CEO Ken Fairbanks is a former engineer for the company. Um, I suspect that the rest of them probably are as well. Um, potentially people who left during a previously turbulent time in the company um, who are coming back in the hopes of bringing it back to its heyday. Um, I haven't heard other names, um, but I do suspect... My suspicion is that there are a, there's a bunch of former engineers and then some sort of a financial backer, if I had to take a guess. That's... Mm. That's my suspicion on what it is. And, um, you know, people from the 07 to, you know, 2011, like Fairbanks, um, from that era, I met a lot of them. I may have met this one. Because uh, <laughs> uh, they used to travel around doing, like, programming stuff. Uh, they came to Microsoft meetups to show us how to, how to program against these devices. Um, so they were really active in the community. And I think that's when they worked. And then when they stopped being really active in the community, I think is when they started to have trouble. So maybe we'll see, maybe we'll see a resurgence here either way. Um, you know, it is definitely an interesting follow-up to a very strange story. We've talked many times about the dangers, whether it be in gadgets, uh, gaming, obviously internet, probably even in media. Oh yeah. We've talked about this across all four of our, uh, primary topic categories on the show the dangers of of entirely cloud-based services because when when ea decides to kill playfish or insteon vanishes overnight or um uh what was the the streaming service that vanished and took its its uh, media with it anyway doesn't matter what the service is if it just disappears, it just disappears. Oh, there's podcasting hosts do it all the time. There's a good example for media. Um, right. it, they just they disappear, and you, your stuff goes with it. Um, so it's it's definitely something to consider. You know, if you've got a hub that's not internet dependent, that everything runs locally. We've had a couple of them on the show during CES over the years. You know, that's certainly a a safer way. It tends to be a more expensive way to go, but um, it does prevent these kinds of problems, which is nice. Um, although the, you know, the convenience of being able to use your well, smartphone yes, from anywhere. There's, there's ups and downs, but there are, there's all kinds of features that don't have to be cloud-based. The scheduling and stuff didn't have to be cloud-based on this. You have a hub. It could have been local. Yeah. They, I mean, I'm, I'm particularly, as you get on the topic, I'm particularly irritated by the fact that, and I'm pretty sure that this is all cloud-based, but I'm not, I can't 100% prove it, that my router here mm -hmm. requires a smartphone app to configure the router. You cannot configure the router from the, uh, you know, you have to use the smartphone app, you have to create an, an account uh, with the company that owns it. Mm -hmm. So I think if that company went out of business, I think the router might stop working or I would at the very least lose my ability to to make changes to the uh -huh. settings on the router. Could be. Uh, I so, feel that way. So we've got two separate networks in here 
um, for two different internet service providers that, that come into the production computer. And they both came with different hardware um, from the ISPs. And yeah. both of them seem to require that. I think, I think the one that's in mission control... I can get around. I think there's also, um, uh, I think I can access the internal web server, but I don't think the one that's in here is that way. Yeah. So the the offending router I have here is an Aris, uh, Aris mm -hmm. Surfboard Max. But my mother, we I sh a few months ago set up for her the was it the Google Mesh network, mm -hmm. and it was the same thing. You had to have an app. Yeah. So. And, and don't think just because it's Google that, that that it will never go away because Google probably will be around, but but their will support this division. for older hardware uh, may not be. Yeah. So will this division so, stay yeah. around because we didn't suspect that Google Plus was going away, right? There's there's all kinds of things that Google's like, nah, we're done playing around with this. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Eat. Uh, you know, and look at all the e-waste that that creates, mm -hmm. right? Because, I mean, it's, it's a waste not... of your money. Yeah. But it's also going to end up in a landfill somewhere because, you know, some of these things that, you, you know, your smart home stuff, why would you need to upgrade it that often? If right. it's controlling the light, it's probably okay. Yep. You, know, you, if you it's probably a... don't need to get a new one. If it's a, a door or window break sensor, the... It's honest to God, it's a magnet and a piece of metal that that is the extent of the difficulty of those things. They almost never have to be replaced. The wireless ones, maybe though the Wi-Fi chip goes bad eventually. But in general, those things will last forever. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, if. If you want to avoid, if you're an Insteon user and you want to avoid going back to relying on their service, we do have um, some links to uh, to some of the open source platforms that are also able to uh, control your hub so that you don't have to go back to the Insteon service. Um, in the case of the routers, they're usually firmware, but that's not an everybody type thing. Just like this isn't an everybody type thing, so it, it doesn't solve everybody's problem, but... It is good to know that those things do exist. Um, and of course, if you have additional questions, you can always reach out on these topics. We love to, uh, we love to help. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities say goodbye to regional restrictions and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it is available for almost all of your devices. You can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee right now by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. All right, Avram. What have you got for us tonight? So... Speaking of cloud services that we were just talking about, I want to talk about a cloud service that if you want to be in business on the internet, you want to have a presence on the internet, you want to publish on the internet, you will need to pay for uh, as a cloud service. I mean, 
if you want to have a website, you probably don't want to spend the time and money to set up a server in your house or in your office or in your own data center. Uh, I mean, more power to you if you'd like to do that. Maybe for the heck of it, you could set up a Raspberry Pi server in your house and route an IP to it and all that. But realistically, most people don't want to be bothered with maintaining a, the server, the physical server. When it's time to host a website, they go to, to, to publish website, they go and they pick web hosting. So I've been doing some research on this because we're uh, come, we're putting out some uh, an articles shortly about how to find the best uh, price on web, the best value on web hosting. And it's important to note that there are five main types of hosting available and you should decide first which one you want. So the cheapest and most uh, probably talked about is shared web hosting. Uh, shared web hosting starts at about $2 or $3 a month, depending on what company you're using. Uh, DreamHost now has a starting plan that's just $2 a month. I should note that a lot of these, uh, a lot of these rates uh, are only available at all these different hosting services if you buy two, three, or four years uh, at once. So if it's two dollars a month, they might want uh, you know thirty-six months worth of payments up front. Um, but that, if you feel decent about your choice, that's probably your your and you can afford it. That's to, to lay that money out now. That is absolutely your best bet. Although at the end of that term, the price may go up quite a bit, and sort of like cable, right? Um, so share a shared plan. That is when you you have an account, you have it on a server some somewhere, but you don't know how many other people also have accounts on that same server as you. It could be quite quite a few and you aren't really guaranteed and you don't have administrative rights to install software uh, or to probably do things like run scripts that would take a really long time. You can run scripts, but they may not be able to, they may time out after a certain amount of time, like 20 minutes or something. So, you know, you're, you're getting probably less, uh, less reliability, less speed, well, less speed, less control. Uh, and, you know, and it can be quite limited depending on which plan you get. You can get plans that are $2, $5, $10, uh, maybe at the, at the max. And, uh, the main things that you'll look, that you'll look for to differentiate are how much storage space you get, uh, things like any limits on the database side, uh, and how many domains you can host under one account. These starter plans that are two and three dollars are usually giving you only a single domain that you can host versus, you know, if you have five domains, you could create five websites uh, with some of the some of the slightly more expensive plans. Now, one thing I will say is that I don't uh, some of these services will register a domain for you. Uh, as part of your your sign up, 
but I recommend against that. I would recommend uh, using one of a couple of registrar services to register your domains and not to use them for the same service for hosting. So GoDaddy is one that everybody knows, but Namecheap for a lot of uh, domains is cheaper. Um, and there are several others out there. Uh, I think the really important thing is keep your, I really recommend keeping your domain registrar separate from your hosting service and not having them be the same company because then if you get annoyed with your hosting service, they raise the rates, whatever, it's a clean break to move from one service to another. Whereas if you have your domain be part of your hosting plan, then you'll have, you may have to pay, you may, you know, have a harder time moving hosts because it's tied to the plan that you have and maybe you can keep it, but you have to pay more for the registration because uh, you're not no longer have a hosting service with that company. So my advice is try to keep, keep them separated. Um, so you have shared hosting. Then you have, which is between two and $10 and the, and it's, you're on a box with however many other people and performance is not guaranteed and you don't have admin rights. Uh, another kind of hosting, very almost the same thing as shared hosting is WordPress hosting. WordPress hosting is shared hosting. It's just that uh, the WordPress comes pre-installed and the account, you know, might have some tools that are optimized for using with WordPress. So if you are running something where you aren't really interested in doing a lot of web programming and you just want to publish content uh, to your website, WordPress is the world's leading CMS uh, with lots of great themes. So WordPress hosting might make sense for you. It is also in the sort of three to ten dollar a month range. Um, in all of these, you should also look at how much, how many visitors you're expecting. Shared hosting works okay for up to maybe fifty to a hundred thousand visits a month. Once you start getting beyond that. Uh, you know, you're probably going to see either you're going to hit a bandwidth cap as some of these have, and you have to pay extra for more traffic or you, things may get throttled. You may get slowed down or your server just may not be able to keep up with the traffic. So keep that in mind. The next type of hosting service, which is my favorite is uh, VPS, otherwise known as virtual private server. Here you have a pri a, you pretty much have a server that belongs to you. Uh, it is not a physical box, but it is your little part of a big box and you are entitled to a certain amount of RAM, a certain amount of, uh, of CPU cores and a certain amount of uh, storage and bandwidth. And you have administrative control on most of these services so you can go and uh, install software on them change run scripts that run for hours uh, all kinds of cool stuff um, so these plans tend to run from 25 up to even a hundred dollars a month um, i think 
you know, you probably they started about two gigs of RAM and two CPU cores. I recommend stepping up to about to at least four gigabytes and four cores. Uh, and you probably want at least uh, 100 gigabytes of storage, if not more, depending on what you're doing with your the size of your database. Uh, Liquid Web right now has, uh, if you sign up for two years, $35 a month for a four gig, uh, four core plan. Uh, after uh, VPS, the next level up is dedicated hosting. Dedicated hosting is just what it sounds like. It's your own physical box, your own somewhere in some data center. There is a separate discrete computer that is being rented only by you. Um, on some services, you have to install all the software on it yourself. Some come with the software you want pre-installed, uh, but the prices are significantly higher than VPS. Uh, the prices are, you know, starting at $80 for a, a pretty minuscule system with only uh, 500 gigs of storage and five terabytes of monthly bandwidth to, you know, ones where you've got 16 gigs of RAM, a terabyte of storage, all kinds of stuff like that going for 139, 149. And if you really step it up, you could have be spending on, you know, thousands. So, you know, hundreds or thousands a month. This is really for people who are close to professional level, although I would question if at a certain point you would instead be going for a major cloud service like AWS. Um, but uh, that is dedicated hosting. Finally, there is cloud hosting. Cloud hosting is uh, not available on, from a ton of services. Uh, but what it does is it's sort of like VPS, but it spreads your resources around on an un unknown amount of servers. So uh, if, you know, you know, your uh, site, instead of being on one physical box, is on a whole bunch of different boxes, you don't know how many, but they are guaranteeing you set resources. So if you're paying for six gigs of RAM, your site has six gigs of RAM. You don't know where the six gigs of RAM are on any given moment, but you're getting a six gigs of RAM. And if you have 50 you know, gigabytes of st storage, you have your 50 gigabytes of storage. And if you have four CPU cores, there are four CPU cores out there dedicated to you at any given time. So in a way, this is pretty cool because you're not dependent on one physical box that hopefully will never go down, but you never know if, it's, if you had a VPS or a dedicated uh, or a shared. Um, and the prices are definitely better than uh, than VPS if you're willing to uh, pay upfront. Uh, Hostinger, which is the place that has uh, the most cloud plans, has a plan now that is $9.99 a month uh, for 48 months, uh, for and gives you uh, that's their their base plan that gives you I think two cores. You probably want to step up to the one with four cores. That's, I think, about 20 a month right now. Uh, but again, you have to pay for four years to get that. The disadvantages of a cloud hosting service are that you usually don't have full administrative rights because it's not just your, your section of your box. So you may not be able to, uh, you know, install software, 
control all the settings, uh, things like that that you reboot, things like that that you might want to do. So uh, that's why personally I like VPS the best. It's like having your own box, but uh, you don't have it's but much cheaper and you know because it's a VPS it's probably part of a big you know rack server or something that is likely to be well maintained and not go down. Um, so uh, those are those are the different types of hosting that you can get. And I think it really depends on how much traffic you're expecting to get and how serious you are about whether you need admin rights and how serious you are about your website at this time. If you're just trying to get a little foothold, then getting an inexpensive shared plan is the, uh, the cheapest and easiest way to go. If you're trying to do something somewhat serious, uh, then cloud or VPS uh, are the way to go. Uh, dedicated seems like it's not worth it to me in a world where maybe if you become a big enough business, you're probably getting a special plan that's many, many boxes. Uh, but uh, what do you think, Scott? What do you use for hosting? Uh, so we have several hosts depending on what we're doing. Um, uh, all of our media is stored at a service called Wasabi. Uh, that's a cloud storage host similar to, in fact, the protocol is the same as the AWS uh, S3 uh, protocol, which is what all the cloud storages use at this point. Um, we do all of our PHP, our Linux-based stuff over at GoDaddy, and all of our Microsoft-based stuff over at Azure. Um, although, you know, the the stuff that's happening over at Azure, even on Linux... Um, I mean, they've even got a free tier at, at this point for, uh, for like, development, which is pretty cool. But only on Linux. But, but can you get Attached free hosting of a domain? Yeah, so not quite which running is, a website. Right, which is why it's for, for development. So while you're, while you're building it, you can, you know, you can have the one you're messing with there and then publish the final one over to, you know, GoDaddy or wherever you're hosting. Right. By the way, one thing I did mention in all this is 95% of these plans, if more, maybe more like 99% of these plans are only available as Linux, uh, not Windows. Mm -hmm. It seems that uh, for the money, uh, you get a lot more with Linux. And so most of all these hosting services either don't offer Windows hosting, or if they do, they charge extra for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it it costs per license for Windows Server, <laughs> right? So. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, so I think for most people, I would I would recommend that they just they don't go either way to get Windows. They use they use Linux. Yeah, especially for, now. For you know, at this point, you can run IIS on on a Linux box, so you can even right. run uh, you know ASP. Uh, the Microsoft web stuff over on, on a Linux box now, which is crazy. Right. So, you know, it's, uh, so I, I think the big thing is, uh, you know, really, I, I suggest not having your host and your, uh, and your domain, uh, at the same company and, 
I guess be willing to pay for a few years up front because you get a lot better deal that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I'm just going to throw that out there because a good friend of the show, um, if you are signing up for GoDaddy for either a domain or for hosting, uh, geeknewscentral.com slash GoDaddy, um, they give him the best promo codes in the industry. <laughs> I, cool. He, they've he's they've been a sponsor of his uh, for like seventeen years or something. He gets the best promo wow. codes. They don't give them yeah, to anybody I mean, else. I, <laughs> I mean, I haven't had any. Pro, I haven't used GoDaddy hosting, but GoDaddy for as a domain of star has been perfectly good. I've used mm-hmm. it for many years. Yeah, it and and especially when you you get one of his promo codes, a domain can be almost free. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so, yeah, always wa- always watch what the renewal fee is. Yeah, always watch what the renewal renewal fees are because all of these things, whether it's hosting or a domain name, it's always much more after the first mm-hmm. period, whatever that is. Whether it's you signed up for a year or three years or four years, it's 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 like cable. It's like you know when you switch to your to your cable to your internet provider. You get, you get a much better deal for the length of your contract, and then after that, you're, they're more interested in getting a new cost, new customer mm-hmm. in and existing customers get, get the shaft. Which is so funny because it's it's ten times more expensive to get a new customer than it is to maintain an existing one. So, why would you? It doesn't matter. But... This is how this is how I don't know if all businesses this is how like American businesses run. They they prefer new customers to they prefer new customers to old customers. I know. It's the exact opposite of what we learned in nursery school. Remember they used to have that song in nursery school, like your old friend your new friends are silver and your old friends are gold or whatever. You yeah. they're like it's, it's, no. it's business business is the exact opposite of that. It's like they, people have are incentivized to get new customers, and so they don't they don't retain. I mean, this is this is what happens with like every single service. Yep, it does seem that way. Well, yeah. you know, craziness. <laughs> people aren't required to make make sense. I suppose is the uh, the yes. takeaway there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. ha- have you published all this yet, or is it coming soon? Nope. Coming later this week. Okay. So check out tomshardware.com for more information later this week. Yep. Fantastic. Well, Avram, as always, I appreciate it, especially on this, because, you know, it's one of those things so many of us get get complacent with our cell phone plans and our cable services, and in this case, web hosts. I've been with the same web host for uh, almost 20 years, um, and I have not gone and explored other options in a very long time. <laughs> so per- perhaps it's time to take a look at uh, at what else is out there, what other, what other options. And so I appreciate, uh, I appreciate that little push. All right, and uh, I look forward to what we talk about next time.
week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by EXA. EXA brings the latest technology to gamers, offering the most immersive products for the ultimate gaming experience. They've uh, compiled the best elements uh, like ENC Tech, the latest in Bluetooth 5.0, 7.1 Surround, plus extra features like dual mics, low latency, all into their headsets for the best gaming experience. And they've got headsets for Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC that won't break the bank. Learn more about the headsets that are available and any, com- any current promotions that are going on by going to f5live.tv slash exa. Last week was uh, the top of um, uh, Summer Games Fest, and this week is the bottom of it. The, uh, the event has pretty much come to a close. And with that came the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, and boy, did they show off a lot of stuff. But I will tell you that it is not the games that shone the brightest, um, at least not for me. The thing that made itself the most prevalent was cloud gaming as a whole. Almost every game that was shown off, uh, and there were 38 of them, almost every game that was shown off that will uh, come to Xbox and or PC over the next 12 months, of which all of these games will, um, almost all of them are also coming to Xbox Cloud Gaming. Um, that is a huge commitment to the to the platform, but it's also a huge commitment to the expanded Xbox ecosystem, right? Xbox originally was a console. Steve Ballmer expanded it too far, but <laughs> brought the Xbox brand uh, into the PC, and now we know that it's available on, well... Officially on Android, through the web browser on iOS, <laughs> um, and of course through the app um, on Windows. But we also found out that it's coming to Samsung Smart TVs this year. So the 2022 models of Samsung Smart TVs that run on Tizen um, are going to be getting Xbox Cloud Gaming before the end of the year. Which is a huge deal, because it's really the first push past standard right we we consider certain devices to be gaming devices even our phones at this point you know can be easily considered to be gaming devices but the tv itself really hasn't been there have been attempts right apple tv theoretically has some games in it but i think even apple has mostly abandoned that concept at this point um google stadia Again, I think Google has mostly abandoned that as a standalone service. They're using it um, for a lot of uh, licensed stuff at this point for white labeling. Um, GeForce Now, a slightly different concept. Um, you could you could play that on Nvidia Shield, so that right. sort of turns it into a console. Also, right. Roku has Roku has some games on it. I think uh, nothing too great. But it doesn't have something. But but certainly not um, something like not Xbox. Certainly not Redfall from Bethesda, right? That right. And that's the kind of thing that really stood out to me on this is that games like like Redfall, which we've been looking forward to, 
or High on Life, the new game uh, from the creator of Rick and Morty. Uh, all of these games are going to be available on cloud gaming, which is a pretty big deal. They're they're putting a lot of resources behind that, and you'll be able to play them on Samsung smart TVs. Just the TV and a controller, you're good to go. Which is pretty impressive. We know Microsoft's been working on a on a streaming stick to be able to deal with non-Samsung smart TVs for right now, but possibly this is a prototype. We'll see more come in the future. They're really putting a lot of resources behind this. They they obviously feel confident in in the quality of the service that we once knew of as uh, Project X Cloud. Uh, the other thing that was not the games was Game Pass. Just like Xbox Cloud Gaming, almost every one of these games, in fact, maybe all of these games, are going to be available on Game Pass. All the new games at launch. Some of the announcements were specifically these things are coming to Game Pass. <laughs> but all the new games, I think all of the new games, will be on Game Pass Day 1. 38 titles were mentioned. Including including the games that are that are existing, that are coming to Xbox and therefore Game Pass. But, I mean, that's a lot of new titles. New titles coming to Game Pass. And that doesn't even count all of the, the things that are going to come to it naturally that are older games. Plus, who knows if act the Activision acquisition goes through. Right? Who knows what that looks like? Yeah. I mean, that's, that, yeah. that's, a, that's a huge thing for Game Pass. They're putting a lot of resources behind their, their services. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely an evolution of cloud, of the availability of cloud gaming. I think obviously having the same company that has control of the platform uh, promote and a lot of control, not control over all the games, but a lot of control over the, over the games uh, seems they, to they certain decide, certainly decide what is and is not allowed on the platform. They can prevent you from publishing right. to Xbox. Right. So they have, you know, they're in a much better position than say Google is right. or, NVIDIA is to to exert some control and influence over the publishers. Sure. And which look at how many of the publishers are theirs now, right? right. Bethesda, which brings all of the Fallout uh, stuff, all of the, uh, the Fable stuff, Fable? Under their umbrella. That, you know, that's a big deal. Minecraft. Um, of which a new Minecraft thing was announced. Minecraft yes, Legends. Yes, Minecraft Legends. Um, you know, that's that's all in-house. They have full control over what they do with that. Right, exactly. So they, they could completely could decide to make to put that on game on uh, and, and the new and, Minecraft and, on Game Pass. And all first party titles, Microsoft made this commitment, all first party titles will be Game Pass day one. And they made so that why would you buy that? a year ago? Exactly. And so, so is there, there's so I did I did the math on exactly that. Why would you buy them? Thirty eight titles were announced during this presentation. Um, if you were to purchase all of them, assuming that all of them are AAA titles and will sell for sixty dollars, it's twenty two hundred and eighty dollars. I believe it might be twenty two hundred. 
yeah, twenty two eighty to purchase them, or a hundred and eighty dollars for uh, Ultimate, which comes with Xbox and PC plus cloud gaming. Um, what if you only wanted to play like three games? <laughs> then I it comes then out. It may not. Then it comes out even. Right. So if there are three AAA games, if you want to play uh, Minecraft, however, that's twenty bucks. So. Mm-hmm. Not quite. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Minecraft Legends will cost, but Minecraft right. regular, I think, is twenty is twenty bucks. Right. So you do have to, you know, if you're if you're someone whose kid just wants to play Minecraft, I don't think you need to get this. But sure, if you sure. you have to actually want to play several a few games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, let's just look at the top of this list. If you want uh, Redfall. Uh, Hollow Knight, Silk Song, and High on Life. Almost certainly all of those are going to be uh, AAA $60 titles. And those are just the first three that they talked about. You've you've gone even on on Game Pass for the next 12 months. Ooh, yeah. So. I mean, it's obviously... Oh, plus... It's obviously a great plus step forward. Ult- plus Ultimate also has Xbox Live. Yep. So I guess so I guess what you're saying is is that my uh, my friend Tony, who uh, who wrote the uh, the article the tweet and then an article about why he was unsubscribing from uh, from Xbox Game Pass is going to have to re- because they didn't have enough AAA games is going to have to resubscribe have to reconsider for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so let's talk about some of those AAA titles. Um, I've mentioned Redfall a couple of times simply because it's how they open the show. Um, it looks like a fascinating game. Um, something like Left 4 Dead meets Stranger Things. Um, a four-player co-op, um, but instead of zombies, you're fighting vampires. And instead of you know jumping around the country-ish, which is kind of what happens in the Left 4 Dead titles, you're stuck on an island. But it's it's very Left for Dead in in a really interesting way. Um, it looked like a ton of fun and totally up my alley. I'm I'm stoked for that one. And since it's Bethesda, you can probably um, accidentally walk through walls. So you know that'll make the game way more interesting. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, Bethesda is known for um, having issues with solid objects staying solid. Um, <laughs> That one is coming to Xbox, PC, Cloud, and Steam in uh, sometime next year. Um, High on Life. I'm going to skip Hollow Knight. Um, High on Life looked hilarious. If you were a fan of Rick and Morty and or um, uh, what's it called? Solar Opposites on Hulu. This game is for you. It is all of the comedy that you have come to expect from uh, Justin Roiland including uh, Morty's voice, because he does very few actual voices. Uh, (laughs) The trailer definitely contains Morty's voice. Um, The weapons have names and personalities, which is exactly what I would expect uh, from him. But most importantly, it looks hilarious. Essentially a first-person shooter with a talking gun um, with the comedy of of, uh, Rick and Morty. I'm in. <laughs> and that one's coming October of this year to Xbox, PC, and Cloud. Um, 
Obviously, when it comes to an Xbox presentation, it's never complete without Forza. I am not a racing fan, and I find the Forza stuff uh, this year really interesting. Um, the damage is beyond anything I've seen before. They're going to track each individual scratch on the car, and uh, and each. Are they going to each... charge you a a fee to fix it? Probably in in game the the currency that you you get for winning um, matches, which is how you are also able to buy uh, and maintain uh, other components on the car. You're able to customize your vehicle in ways that you couldn't before, uh, including tire management, which has never been uh, considered in all of this. The thing that I find most interesting though is this dynamic time of day thing. Um, Throughout the day, the the track will actually change. Obviously, you've got lighting, but you've also got ambient temperature. As the temperature goes down, um, your road grip changes from your tires, all kinds of things like that. It's really a fascinating aspect of the game. You can run the same match at noon and midnight. You could drive exactly the same way and have uh, vastly different results, which is something that I find very interesting. Um the customization on the vehicles has gone has gone through the roof. Um, that one is coming out in spring of 2023. However, Hot Wheels are back. Uh, in Forza Horizon 5, uh, Hot Wheels tracks are back this year. And uh, so those classic orange and blue plastic tracks yeah. that so many people are familiar with that caused yeah. so many problems in the actual... Hot Wheels Racer, um, not a problem here. It is a racer that has added the plastic tracks. Um, uh, previous versions, uh, Horizon 4 had it. Uh, pre previous versions were a ton of fun, but with all of the enhancements that uh, Horizon 5 got um, over 4, this should be a ton of fun. If you, if you got to play the actual Hot Wheels Racer, you know just how much fun this is going to be. Um, and that one comes out uh, July 18th. So, so that's only there a month a Hot away. Wheels, isn't there a dedicated Hot Wheels racing game? Or yes. haven't there been yes. ones the that Hot, had the, the orange track in it before? Yes, the Hot Wheels Racer, um, I think that's actually the name of it, um, is available now. It's really fun, and it has its problems. Um, it's like early Mario Kart, where they didn't expect people to take it as seriously as they did. And so there are easy ways to just, like, jump off the end and land further down the track and all kinds of things that the early Mario Karts had. Um, they, I don't think they were expecting it to have the audience that it ended up having. Um, I think they were expecting yeah. the audience to be your son and not you and I. And the audience was you and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, my son has kind of moved on from Hot Wheels, except that his bed is still Hot Wheels because we haven't bought him a new bed. So he doesn't nice. explain. So he, okay. when he was, when he uh, earned his, uh, you know, big boy bed after potty mm -hmm. training, and that was many, that was like six years ago or something, he, uh, we got him a Hot Wheels, a bed that looks like a Hot Wheels car, and uh, he still <laughs> still sleeps in it. It has a. Uh, I seem to remember that. It, yeah, it has. We don't use them really, but it has tracks on it. Like you can roll your car down the side of the bed or whatever. And you. 
and you can even get it came with i think we took it off it came with the little pieces of orange tracks so you could like put a ramp at the end of the Mm-mm. bed and like roll the car and it would just sort of roll onto the floor the the bed has a spoiler above the head where the headboard is sure. and you can put like cars hot wheels cars on it to like store them um and it has headlights that are like bat- flashlights that you can turn on um so although my daughter keeps pointing out one of the hubcaps came off so mm. but uh off the bed but that's funny hey not 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 bad i don't know now she's more interested in uh the in the uh car bed stuff than 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 he, yeah, is. he is but um but uh anyway yeah so but those those orange having playing orange tracks in like a kind of serious forza way would be pretty cool right and it was really popular on horizon 4 and uh i can't wait to see it on horizon 5 we don't have to wait long it'll be available in just over a month um once again, uh, Xbox, PC, Cloud, and Steam. Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator's got two things coming. The uh, 40th anniversary edition is coming next year. Um, but the thing that I found most interesting was uh, Halo Infinite. Uh, you're going to be able to fly um, uh, Halo ships within the context of Flight Simulator. Within the atmosphere and outside of the atmosphere. I'm in. That's good enough for me. And uh, if you, if that is as interesting to you as it is to me, good news, available now. Uh, and it's a free add-on. If you have purchased the game, it's a free add-on. And if you're a Game Pass member, obviously, add-ons are free. That's what Game Pass is all about. So, uh, go play. Um, if you like turn-based strategies, uh, our uh, History Untold looks really interesting. It looks like... Um, like a, a really souped up Age of Empires or Civilization. Graphics are really high quality. Uh, looks like a lot of fun. Uh, there's an insider program, which definitely suggests that it's from inside, like directly inside Microsoft Studios because they used the term insider program. So uh, that's available now. Uh, the game is coming eventually. It sounds a lot like Grounded. Um, Here's a preview. Game will happen at some point. Speaking of, uh, Grounded. <laughs> the final game is finally coming out uh, this year, which is exciting. It looks like a significantly bigger game than what the preview had suggested, which I'm excited about because I enjoyed the preview. Um, it's, it's a fun little game. It's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in game form, but with a story behind it that's more than just get back to the house. So that's pretty cool. Um, Let's see. What else have we got? I've got lots of games in here. Uh, Like I said, there were 38 titles. I'm skipping around a little bit. I've got uh, a link to all of the trailers if you missed them, and then some of my favorites uh, in the article. Um, As Dusk Falls. I don't know if you've seen this one. Abram, as dusk falls, looks like you're playing a comic book. It's very interesting. I don't know if the entire game plays the way the trailer plays, but if so, they're taking a huge risk 
they're taking a mirror's edge level huge risk on switching up gameplay and doing something unique. Um, Without seeing the trailer, I don't entirely know how to describe it other than you're playing a choose-your-own-adventure comic book. I'm going to give it a try. Luckily, I don't have to wait. It comes out the day after... Um, yeah. The day after the uh, the Hot Wheels track does, uh, July 19th. But it looks weird. And I, enj- I, I wanted so badly to love Mirror's Edge, and I didn't. Um... <laughs> But it was only because I didn't really enjoy the odd gameplay, but I enjoyed it for the odd gameplay, if that makes sense. I appreciated that EA took a weird leap, gave it a shot. It didn't quite work. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. And these guys are taking a weird leap, too. And I'm, I'm hoping it works out for them because I think we need more weird leaps, right? We've got fighting games, we've got first-person shooters, we've got real-time strategy, we've got, you know, uh, action RPGs. Uh, and that's kind of what we've limited ourselves to. So I like the idea of, of throwing some interesting new stuff into the mix. Um, new stuff is coming to Sea of Thieves. You can be a captain. Name your ship. Uh, design your ship. Um, the thing that Microsoft... Was most excited about, however, with Starfield. Um, and for good reason. Uh, really interesting uh, role-playing game. They, it's Bethesda again. All the things that you're used to from Bethesda games. You know, massive customization of your character. Um, beyond anything they've ever had. Um, you can customize your look. You can choose uh, predetermined like personality sets. And then there are secondary features that you can add on. And then obviously expand your character by learning new things and collecting things. Um, you can also create your own spaceship, which I enjoy the concept of. Uh, they showed off a lot of very different ships. Um, and then you can fly them around off into space to land on more than 1,000 planets. What's interesting about this um, is it takes the idea of No Man's Sky and kind of knocks it up a notch um, in that you can land on any essentially pixel of every one of the thousand plus planets so you want to land in this particular spot on the planet yep not you land on the planet in one of a couple of predetermined areas you can literally set down wherever you want um, which is which is fascinating uh, gives you a lot of uh, unique freedom to play the game kind of how you want. Uh, that one's coming next year. Um, once again, Xbox, PC, Cloud, Steam. Uh, <laughs> all coming next year. And uh, obviously Game Pass. There's a lot more games. Uh, I've got links to all of them in the article. But, I mean, it was it was as big and as exciting of a presentation as, as Sony's was, which is great. I'm so glad to see the two of them both putting them up, you know? <laughs> it Too often it's like, Sony won this year, Microsoft won this year. This year, they're both ready to fight. And I think, as far as gamers are concerned, I think that's, um, that's great. Because that'll up the level yeah. of gameplay 
uh, for players on both platforms. So gamers won this year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and oh, and uh, uh, Kojima is doing a game for Xbox, which is really hard to wrap your head my head around um, because he's basically always been PlayStation. The idea of him doing a big uh, Xbox exclusive title is very strange. Um, but as an Xbox primary <laughs> game player, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to have uh, Kojima bring a, a big title uh, over to Xbox. He said that there, literally, that's what we know, is there's a game coming. Um, and the cloud is somehow important to it. I don't. Nobody knows what that means. I'm not entirely sure he knows what it means yet. Uh, but he's excited that Microsoft's working with him. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. Did uh, did you get to to see much of the the stuff from Microsoft yesterday? No, I did. I did not. But I, I'm not seeing much of it. But uh, when I saw the Legends trailer, the mm -hmm. Minecraft Legends trailer, I had to show it to my son, and he's super excited about it because it has something to do with Minecraft. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it obviously looks, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, well, obviously this is Minecraft. No, it's not quite so obvious <laughs> because the visuals kept changing. It was sometimes you're like, oh, this is very Minecraft. And like, oh, no, this is not visually very Minecraft. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's more rounded bits I, and a little bit more detail to it than I'm used to. Um, yeah, I'd, so. like, I'd like to see what it's really about. How much is it going to be like Minecraft Dungeons versus like regular Minecraft versus its own things? Or Minecraft Stories. Uh, yes, I like Story Mode. Telltale. Yes, the Story Mode. Um, oh, that's right. They yeah, did I end up we'll buying see. the rights for that back, didn't they? And they renamed it. Yeah. yeah. So and I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I've, I've, I'm not a Minecraft person, but I'm always interested in seeing how they can take that world and change the gameplay. Um, that's always interesting. Yep. They've done it. They've done it a couple of times. You know, even the the mobile game. You know, they've they've taken that world and they've they've switched up the gameplay a couple of times in really interesting and unique ways. So, I definitely look forward to seeing what what they're up to with that. So, uh, if you want, like I said, if you want more information about the other games or to see all of the trailers and all of the video, there's some gameplay and everything. All of it's available over on our YouTube channel. We've got a, a playlist with all the content. Um, and then the article uh, on PluckItsLive.com also has it as well. So definitely go check it out. This week's news from the tubes and F5 Live is probably powered by Malwarebytes. Whether you use a PC, a Mac, or a mobile device, Malwarebytes Premium is the company's strongest protection ever. It fights threats that traditional antivirus software can't stop, and it actively blocks threats like Trojans and spyware, exploits, bots, and a whole lot more. You can use your computer and mobile device with confidence and peace of mind. To learn more and to get a special price right now, go to f5live.tv slash Malwarebytes. This one is interesting to me. 
um, for a couple of reasons. Um, so uh, Cheryl Sandberg has been the chief operating officer of Facebook for a number of years. She's been very vis- visually public uh, for the company, oftentimes you know, speaking when Mark Zuckerberg doesn't, uh, very much out in front of, of the camera. Um, she announced last week that she was leaving the company to focus on personal projects, um, which makes sense. Um, again, she's had the, the job for quite a while. The company is changing. It's not Facebook anymore. It's Meta. Um, they're focusing on the metaverse. The operations of the organization are changing. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a change in your job, now would be a good time if you're the chief operating officer. You're like, you know what? We're going in a different direction. Time for somebody new to take over. Totally get it. Then we find out something interesting this week that she's being investi- investigated by the company for using corporate resources for personal projects, in particular employees. Uh, she may have even used corporate employees on the company dime to plan and work her wedding. Which seems like a terrible idea to me. Um, Mark Hurd got fired from HP for way less than that. Um, so, it's interesting timing. Um, makes you wonder if there's there's more going on, but I guess... Why would somebody so public, Abram, why would somebody as public as, uh, as the chief operating officer, the person who's more in front of the camera even than the CEO, why do you think that they would possibly do something that obviously was going to be found out and become a scandal? Obviously going to be found out? Fair enough. I mean... I mean the, Facebook knows what you had for lunch. Facebook knows everything about everybody in a really creepy way. If if a company's going to figure it out, it's going to be Facebook, it seems to me. Okay, but but I think the question is was Facebook actually act is Facebook actually um identifying like trying to to investigate its own COO? Or is Facebook just, you know, responding to external criticism and complaints? Could be. Uh, and I mean, it seems doubtful to me. You know, you know the rule of the the, the rule with uh, you know corporate HR and whatever is it doesn't work for you, it works for the company, right? Mm-hmm. So, who in this case is the company? Sheryl Sandberg and. Uh, Cheryl Sandberg is, you know, in large part, I mean, it's not just her, it's her and, and Zuckerberg, but like are the company. Yeah. So the dynamic duo. So if, unless he's upset with her using her employees to do personal stuff, like who's to stop her? True. You know, um, I, I can't speak to what happened with Mark Hurd at HP. I mean, it, could it just be that people didn't like some of his other decisions? Could be. Uh, but Or it could be one of those things where the thing that he was up to 
was discovered by people outside of and reported on. And that's because I think that's actually what happened there. The thing that he was doing that was inappropriate was found out outside, reported on, and then the company had to respond to it more than the company found out about it, fired him, and then said that they fired him. I think it went the other way. I think they fired him after people found out. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just, uh, I think it's, it's just, I mean, she's accruing negative publicity, uh, for this and other things like Mm -hmm. allegedly trying to block a negative story about, uh, 2016 uh, and 2019. Do we even know what the stories were? Or we don't know yet? We don't know what the stories were. We only know that they were that they were about um, uh, uh, Doofus over at Activision. Yes. Um, Bobby yes. Kotick. Everybody's favorite CEO, Bobby Kotick. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the best person in the industry. Right. I mean, he, does he have any reputation left to save? <laughs> um, uh, I guess because no, he's still not working after there, Mike, right? I guess not after Microsoft inevitably fires him <laughs> in probably a don't couple feel months. Ba- don't feel bad for him at all. He shouldn't, I mean, with what has been going on at that company, he should have had to resign like years ago. Yeah. And, um, and you know, he, he's already never going to have to work again. Probably generations of his family will never have to work again. Probably. And he's going to receive some kind of giant golden parachute uh, from Microsoft, I'm sure. So I don't think we, we need to worry about him. Um, <laughs> Unless they pop a hole in it before they push him out the window. <laughs> also, also keep in mind that, I mean, if Sheryl Sandberg... If any of these things that would have come out would have been bad enough that he would have had to resign, uh, then the fact that he has continued to be employed by Activision for the last, if it was 2016, six years, or 2019, three years, you know, how many tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars was it worth for him to have held on to the job for those years that he might not have held on to it if this information came out true right i mean there's not just embarrassment here there's money here because a lot of it if he had to leave if he had to leave uh activision would have found some other person to to give that amount of money to every year uh, and it wouldn't have been him so yeah i mean though it probably would have been better for activision (laughs) Oh, it would have. It would have. I mean, I don't see how this guy does them any good. Yeah. Uh, but, but, well, he, you know, so I guess that in the pantheon of people who have are set for, for life, uh, there's him and there's Sheryl Sandberg. Um, and, Certainly, I don't Beth, really have certainly both set for life. Yeah, I have no uh, sympathy for either of them because uh, they have plenty of money. But don't worry, they'll be fine. Especially her. Um, I'm sure she's still if got she a ton wants of stock. to. She can sign. Yeah, I'm sure if she wants to, she can create her own business uh, or 
or just, you know, wait a year and then someone else will want her to be CEO. So, right. I mean, Facebook has been successful under her. Uh, so, Dis- despite you know. all the controversy, which, but I which mean, I think con- says, which I think says a lot Dis- and not talking about her controversy, but the company's controversy, right? Cambridge Analytica right. and the data breaches and all these other the company has maintained its its uh its mostly its growth. I think this quarter was a little down, um, but they've mostly maintained their growth. They've maintained uh, their mostly their margins, and I think even even in, improved them over the last couple of quarters under her. So you know, they, somebody's going to want her at some point, even if these things turn out to be a hundred percent true. Somebody's going to want her at some point. Well, she wasn't accused of embezzle. She wasn't. She wasn't accused of doing anything bad financially to the company. True. True. Right. Other than misusing resources, which isn't exactly the same thing. Yeah, a couple of resources within. I mean, it's not like she she took the entire L.A. office to put on an event for her nonprofit. (laughs) Right. 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 I mean, that's that's. It seems pretty minor. Yeah. For sure. At some point somebody's somebody'll make her an offer, a Marissa Meyer style offer, hopefully something better than that. Uh, oh, boy, do they never respect her. Uh, it's a shame cuz she was fantastic. Anyway, unrelated um just an interesting an interesting topic. This week's DRM, not included in F5 Live, is probably powered by Amazon Prime. You know you get free shipping, but there's a whole lot more. Uh, you get free music with Amazon Prime Music, free TV, movies, and documentaries with Amazon Prime Video, free games, and a free Twitch subscription to support the content creator of your choice with Amazon Prime Gaming. And more than that, to learn more, to get a 30-day free trial if you're not a subscriber, and to get uh, quick links to these features and more, you can go to f5live.tv prime. So, for a long time, AT&T has offered a, a video subscription service with AT&T Wireless uh, subscription. It was DirecTV Now that became AT&T TV. Yeah, I think that's what it became because we kept saying that there were too many T's. Um, and then uh, they started offering HBO, was it Go at the time? And then it switched to HBO Max. Um, But for a long time, they've offered video services. They're not the only ones to do it. Uh, T-Mobile used to offer Netflix and now has Apple TV Plus. Maybe also still has Netflix. Sprint offered Hulu. Verizon is offering something. Um, I don't know. Disney Plus. Um, But AT&T will no longer be offering... Uh, a video subscription service along with its plan, partially because they have spun off or sold off both DirecTV and uh, Warner Media that owns HBO Max. Um, DirecTV is its own company now. Uh, Warner Media is now owned by Discovery. 
So they don't have a whole lot of incentive there, right? In the past, uh, part of the promotion was because they were desperately trying to get more subscribers for DirecTV Now. Um, so the numbers look better. Um, HBO Max, they never really had to do that with because people actually care about that service. Um, but they don't own it, so they don't care that much anymore. Um, but what's interesting is they're not changing it to something else. Uh, they have replaced it with 10 extra gigs of mobile hotspot, which I find really, really interesting. Um, they do offer six months of Google Stadia, which we mentioned earlier. Even gamers don't really care about. And six months of uh, NVIDIA GeForce Now, which gamers do kind of care about. But I don't know. I got two questions for you, Avram. A, do you think that these come-along-free type things are the kind of thing that uh, sways anybody's cons uh, cellular decision? And B, if so, is gaming enough of a sway over something like Netflix? No. I don't think... Uh, I don't think that these... I don't think these come along free things are, I mean, maybe they've done some research to see that they do. Uh, I mean, AT&T is usually the most expensive uh, choice. So I guess maybe they need this more than others. But for example, like T-Mobile already being fairly cheap. Mm -hmm. So they need to give you Apple TV plus to keep, to get you to keep you. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess this is just kind of table stakes. One does one offer something, the other has to offer something. Yeah. And, and AT&T has said, well, we're not going to play that game. We're going to play a different game over on uh, GeForce Now. <laughs> I mean, I guess if it, if it works, I mean, it, good, good for them. I mean, maybe they... Maybe what they're seeing is, uh, maybe what they're, uh, uh, I mean, maybe what they're seeing is, is that they think that they're going to get a different type of subscriber by offering gaming. Sure. I mean, they famously offer uh, Batman Arkham Knight through a white-labeled version of, of uh, Google Stadia to their subscribers, which, interestingly, doesn't play on the phone. Uh, but whatevs. See, I, I don't think six months of something is a very good... I mean, is uh -huh. a very good incentive. Like, yeah. you... I mean, I granted, you may not be on a contract, but people probably plan to want to stick around a while so you're giving me a six month incentive is not much of an incentive yeah i, I mean agree. that's that i mean there's that's like nearly a free trial level amount of time so like all the times that you get that you get a a laptop for example and it comes with mcafee antivirus or something or or Symantec or Norton or whatever. And it's uh -huh. like, oh, good news. You get like 90 days or 60 days of free antivirus. No, that's not good news. It's a trial period to try and keep you keep you there. That's not, 
that's not like a bonus free thing that you're getting with Windows right. or with yeah. It's not like whoever. It's not like Hulu where my my Sprint Hulu account my parents have been using for years. Right. So it so giving me a you know a six month trial of these things. I mean, is not much of a incentive yeah. at all to switch to something. I mean, AT and T. I don't really see the appeal of AT&T as a service because Verizon tends to to get better like scores on mm-hmm. uh, you know when they do national testing. T-Mobile is a much T-Mobile Sprint is a much better deal. So what is what is AT what is AT&T good for? Uh blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Honestly, that's about it. I mean, in the old days, it was that they were GSM and Verizon was CDMA. Like, that was... Right. Right, that was something. But now it's not. That's been two generations. Yes. And are they... So, I don't see... I don't really see what AT&T is doing to differentiate itself in a way that would make anyone want to switch to them. But, Mm -hmm. hey, they have their subscribers, I guess. For sure. Just an interesting move. They say that they always are experimenting with new things, though they don't expect uh, video streaming to come back. We will see what happens uh, in reality, though. That is our show. Thank you to those of you who joined us live. We always appreciate it. Uh, If you didn't and would like to in the future, Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can go to f5live.tv slash join us. Uh, this week was different. Next week will be different because of Father's Day. Um, but in general, Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you can't join us live, uh, that's okay as well. You can always go to plunketslive.com slash subscribe. There you'll see all of our shows. Uh, F5 Live, Pilch Point, Plunkets Live presents and a whole lot more. Um, and all the ways that you can watch, listen, and follow along. Um, like I said, next week we will be on a different night because of Father's Day. Um, If you're in the Tampa area, though, and would like on Saturday to come see the other interesting project that we've been working on, (laughs) um, some of our team has a new uh, project starting over at uh, the University Mall in Tampa. Uh, Saturday from 3 to 6, we will be officially revealing uh, Strike Esports. You can follow us um, on social media. Search for Strike Esports. You'll see a blue lightning bolt. That's us. Cool gaming space. We're really excited about it. Soft launch this Saturday. Uh, we're really nervous. Because <laughs> it's less than a week away. And none of us feel like we're ready. But that's okay. Um, I think I think anybody who has followed the show for a while knows that we figured out in the last few moments. So, so we'll make it work. Um, but yeah, we're really excited about it. Lots of cool stuff. We'll have more information about that. Coming weeks. But with that, uh, on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Avram. And we'll see you back next time. Ciao.